but it's all day. The Talk, my credo podcast. Turn this up. What's going on, everybody? We are back in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo Podcast. I'm your boy Dante here with my fam in the building. KT is here. P. Shaw is here. KT, what's going on, girl? How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. And I'm, I'm a little jealous, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I, I will be joining you very, very soon. Peace, y'all. What's going on, my brother? How we doing? What it, what it is, what it is, what it is. I don't know what this is, y'all, but um, have y'all ever coughed? I, I had one hard cough um, after, after getting some rest, and it went from my back. My back was hurting. I coughed one time. My back stopped hurting. Then my chest started hurting for about five seconds. I thought I was having a heart attack. Then I I started looking up stuff. It scared me. And I couldn't find it. I, I didn't have a cold. My nose clear. I was like, I haven't coughed since. But I said, something is wrong with that. There ain't no way in the world the pain went from my back to my chest. And that, then it disappeared after five seconds. I said, Lord, if you're going to take me, you know, be, be, you know, let me at least talk to my babies because it, it hurt. It hurt. It was like, ah. I was like, ah. I was, I was rubbing on my chest and everything. It was on my right side mostly, <laughs> so I knew when I knew on a heart attack. But when I looked up some stuff out and it said, um, it says it could have a mild heart attack. I said, oh, I might need it, and that's probably why I was laying down today. And I was like, look, I'm tired. I need to lay down because I don't know what oh, that was. Lord, not, not so you I, having many heart attacks from a cough. What? That's what? that's that's, a that's cough. serious. From a call. That's serious. Hey, thought he was. He thought it was the big one. Nah, child. nah, man. Well, dang. Kudos, hand claps, and he was going to see Elizabeth. Yeah, what? yes he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes he did. He thought he was coming home, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hey, yes, see yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, they had a nice, they, they had a nice uh, um, presentation for a little piece for Red Fox in the African American Museum. Like they had everybody up in there. Thing for Red Fox, some interviews and stuff for him. You know, they had a, a thing for you know black comedy and you know what what they had to go through to, to get their to carve their place in comedy and stuff. I mean, it was it was dope. It was dope. All right, sorry not to go back. For those who uh just joined in, last episode I talked about my experience going to the African American Museum. It was really, really dope. Y'all check that out. Um, as P Shaw tried to give us his real Red Fox. Uh, Fred Sanford rendition because yeah he he tried to get up out of here nah don't do that <laughs> you big dummy all right but <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey look man y- y'all y'all remember so I went in in the group chat and 
I was thoroughly entertained by what I was instructed to Google. And so I was like, I'm going to make y'all Google this too. So um, if you want to be entertained, Uh, um, go ahead and type what space movie was made in 1992. Did y'all do that? (laughs) Y'all did that? Mm. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So... um, Oh yeah, I read the whole plot. <laughs> so the mm-hmm. yeah, like okay. Wow, well. wow is the um. Mm. D- did you really? <laughs> that's that's crazy. All right, so so the the name of the. All right, so so the name of the movie that we're talking about, uh, if you Google what space movie was made in 1992, it's a a Danish is it Danish uh, a Danish movie called Gay Niggers from Outer Space. <laughs> Hard R. <laughs> and bro, I, when I looked at this, I was like, "There's no way this was made in 1992." Uh, and the plot of this movie. Because I, I I had to look it up myself as well. I looked up the plot of gay niggers, and not, not N-I-G-G-A-S or N-I-G-G-A-Z. No, nah, it's niggers, N-I-G-G-E-R with the E-R. Yeah, gay niggers from outer space. Uh, and the film follows a group of intergalactic homosexual black men from the planet Anus who discover the presence of female creatures on the planet Earth. Using ray guns, they proceed to eliminate <laughs> females one by one from Earth, eliciting gratitude from the previously oppressed male population. Before leaving the planet, they leave behind a gay ambassador to educate the Earthlings about their new way of life. And that is gay niggas from outer space. I... <laughs> Nigga. Nigga. Oh <laughs> my, my God. God. Nick, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man, come on, come on. Um, they tried to say this was like a a parody of the the black exploitation movies, but it's like you know the black exploitation movies were like during the seventies, weren't they? Were they like the seventies? Like, why did you decide to make a movie twenty years later? about a genre of movies you know what i'm saying like i I thought there was a cop out honestly after the initial shock and like bro this is some crazy stuff right here yeah i did i did feel some type of way about it after i was like there's just no way there is no way y'all made this movie in denmark this was a denmark (laughs) now the movie is only 26 minutes long so it's only about a you know a a sitcom episode It's, it's 26 minutes long in 1992, made in Denmark, and <laughs> just, oh my god, yeah, but that's all, I just thought that was absolutely hilarious, um, but let's, let's, let's move on to some, <laughs> some, some culture stuff, and I wish Nas was here, because as we had that episode where, you know, we talked about the ballet teacher who was, you know, going off about children and parents not teaching their kids and this that and the third all i've been seeing on my algorithm now is actual teachers detailing their experiences about 
the the status and the way kids are and parents reluctance to actually invest in their children so i'm going to play a a clip now there was a teacher who actually recorded i'm not sure how you know appropriate or legal or whatever this was but she recorded a phone conversation she was having with a student's parent regarding the child's behavior and i'm just going to let you listen and see how that goes and then we're going to talk about this thing so y'all check this out this is miss glass from your child's school yeah i know who this is What's, what's going on? Hey, I was calling because I'm having a, a little bit of an issue out of your son today. He is not wanting to sit down in his seat and he will not stop talking. So oh I was. Oh my God, I thought he was sick. Um, so y'all don't handle that? Well, usually we use our behavior management system, which requires for us to call the parent if the behavior well, is getting. It don't seem like it's really managing it. I mean, y'all can't. I'm trying to work. And I understand that, and I also am trying to work, but I want us to work together to ensure the success of your scholar. No, ma'am, I'm not trying to get smart. I just want us to work together to ensure the success of your scholar. Well, I mean, what are you doing? He won't sit down and he won't stop talking. Therefore, he's not able to complete. You can't make him sit down. Well, I can't make a child do anything. I can request it. I can ask it. But I can't make him do it, and so I, I'm it's wanting to work together. Like I brought him, I see him up there to that school because y'all need to know how to handle. I thought they had teachers that know how to handle kids. I mean, if y'all can't handle, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. And that's basically the conversation there. Just really short. Just what they got to do with me. That's not my problem. I mean, just and honestly, this experience is being shared more often than not hell even i can detail when when i was working in in daycare after school kids and after school programs during the summer dealing with these children and trying to get their their parents stuff involved they're like they like I, 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 they do not they do not care they do not care and this was years ago for me like i can only imagine what it is now so listening to that conversation just like you know she was like, hey, this is the teacher. Like, mm -hmm, yeah, I know who this is. And I'm like, okay, I'm telling you what's going on. Mm, I thought my child was sick. So, so, so what you want, basically? Just real short, dismissive. And it's like, so, like, never mind the fact I'm saying your child is misbehaving here at school. And you like, well, you can't handle that? Like, you know, this piece, y'all. Mm. Just, um. Just talk to me, man. But personally, I'm 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 pissed off. Honestly, I'm I'm pissed. L listen to this, and I, there's about three other videos. I'm not going to show them. There's about three other videos I found that's basically just from a teacher perspective to talk about how difficult it is for these children because the parents literally do not care. Like, mm. what do you think about it, man? I mean, I, I like like I said before, I think a lot of things start in the house, um, but let a school teacher or anybody now my, now my mom's always had our back no matter what but she's gonna verify trust and believe she will verify what's going on so if you get to that point of saying oh my child is acting up oh my child is doing this my child is doing that my mom was gonna say who what child my child they doing what 
she's not going to, you know, so she's automatically going to listen and pay attention to what the, the school teacher is saying, but she's also going to go back and verify as well. She's going to get to that point of saying, nah, we're we, we not having that. We don't tolerate that in our household. We don't tolerate that when we're at school, when we're in public, when we're at church, when we're around other people. Since it's not a level of of what she raised us to do and what she raised us to be a part of, then we're not going to entertain it at all on any level. And um, and I agree. I mean, Dante, just like you saying, you was pissed off. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like this is, as a parent, a thing that we all need to pay attention to because even the woman saying, Oh, I thought my child was sick or something. She basically was like, yo, what you calling me for isn't important. Um, I wasn't really worried about that. Y'all supposed to be able to handle that. During these six or eight hours that the kids are at the um, school, we're trusting them within y'all care to do this and do that to them. All right. Well, we agree to disagree to a certain extent because no matter what's going on, we have to make sure that our children are on point. I was just telling um, my ch my children's stepfather today, yesterday when I was dropping them off, I was like, "Look, um, you know, I don't want our son. I don't, you know, I don't want our son." I was talking about the kids. I don't want our son to feel like he can be disrespectful in any way. And um, the, you know, the girls they know the same thing. So I was like, "Look, if you ever get to the point of trying to be disrespectful in public," then we're going to have a problem. You doing it in private, that's uh, you and I problem. You doing it in the public, that means you involving other people. And especially the other kind of people, the white folks, when they send a disrespectful minority child to their parent, even with a, a facial expression, I don't like it. Um, emotions, um, I don't like it. Stomping of the way, I don't like it. So I don't ever want to have my children be disrespectful in any type of way to any teacher and me hear about it and that's exactly what, you know, Mama Shaw wasn't going to allow to happen. She's going to make sure we on point. So if that conversation was my mama on the other end of the phone, she could say, huh, what, who, when, well, I'm on the way. And she going to ask me my side of the story. Exactly. And then she, then she going to say, she going to determine right then and there whether or not she can, you know, depict what's truth and what ain't. And then she also going to go talk to the, all the other the students so she don't take my word for it she don't take the teacher word for it so she can be like all right cool well well dante is in his classroom craig monte eric you know these guys are in the classroom they said it didn't go down like that so what that mean because my mama had y'all don't know my mama has gotten teachers fired off catching them up in some lies because my mama will walk around the school so um but yeah hands yeah, down parents because it's, got, it's it's just that well you know uh apologies it seems kt have disconnected out yeah. But she'll be back, hopefully. But um, yeah, even now, I had to step away because I had to deal with my kid. Right. Um, I just feel like, especially in that example that you gave, it's it's just like, okay, let me get in. And, and one, situations like this, videos like this, tells me you do not know your child, nor do you care. <laughs> No, it's it's more or less like okay, I get it. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't want to be called at work about my child misbehaving, but that has nothing to do with my sake. It's it's for my child's sake. If I'm being called at work because my child is misbehaving and not doing what he or she is supposed to do, then I need to go check on that. Yes, an inconvenience, but I need to check on that more so than oh, you you calling me at work. 
Because I say it like this. For me, I understand. Um, and again, this kind of goes back to Nas's take where he was like, well, the, you know, you're talking about the kid's five years old. The kid is five. The kid is five. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think you know what five years old is, actually. Mm. Because, you know, five years old, it, at least today, five years old today is not the five years old that you may think Definitely. five years old is because they are well aware and able to make their own decisions. They are well aware that they, they, they have and will develop the ability to lie. They know what they can get away with and what environment they can get away with it in right. who they can get away with it with, you know, this, that, and the third, they know certain types of behaviors that they, they can do and show because like my son, for instance, I think I've said this before. Like my son is with is one way with me, one way with uh, his mother, and a whole different way, a third way at school. So there has to be a constant means of communication that we have amongst me, my wife, and his guardians when he's at school. Because when we get together and we talk about the, the behavior of my son and the teacher says, well, he's been doing this. And I'm like, I'm like, that's interesting because he has never done anything or behave nearly the way that you are describing to me. He's behaving when he's with me. And there's a whole different way that he behaves when he's with his mother. It's like, so we got to put all that together and I need the information. But, but then at the end of the day, that's not the teacher's responsibility to fix that. Mm. That's, that's not the teacher's responsibility the, the teacher's responsibility is to teach that's why he's a teacher this mm -hmm. whatever the curriculum is that's what they're responsible for behavior respect manners and all that type of stuff and and that's, character that's all house. that type of stuff that's that's me right, right that's that's at the house so you say well you know what you want me to do be a mother be a parent yeah. Yeah. be invested in your child like that's what they want you to do. That's why they're calling you what? Because if they do what? If they turn around and whoop your child, you, you're going to be feeling some type of way about it, won't you? Right, right. If they, if they do something drastic to make that child, we're like, oh, you can't make him sit down? If I make him sit down, you may not like the way I make this child do what I want him to do, and then you coming up here mad at me. Mm. No, see, like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be aloof and detached and distant and then all of a sudden you want to be mad when if if I care enough to where I take matters into my own hands to make sure your your child falls in line and get some order and structure and blah 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 mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way and so yeah the, again I, there was more videos because I, I just was like nah it, it's not even so much of who's qualified this that the third it's, it's just the truth it's just the truth. We are failing our kids. And especially when we look into the black community, we are absolutely, we're damn near abandoning our children, even with, with parents in the home for them. It's not even so much of, oh, we need fathers, which is true. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it's not so much of you being there that helps, but just you being there, it just isn't enough. Like, especially now in the public school system, you literally have to become the, the, main priority or prioritized teacher you have to invest into your children and thinking that i'm going to send them away it's, it's, and expect 
this teacher to do everything for you. That's just not how it's going to work. Like, it's just not how it's going to work. Um, so that's, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. But um, KT let us know she was having some internet issues, so she may not be back, but definitely appreciate her. Love her. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll be back for the, for the, for the third one. But yeah, looking at that, man, it, 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 it makes me mad. It makes me right. mad. And it, for me, it just validates things like what the ballet to you. She was, she wasn't an actual educational teacher. She was a ballet teacher, but still mm-hmm. like what she said, still it rings true. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it still rings true. And I feel like that's not the white man. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we can't say that's systemic racism. You know, we can't say that's prejudice and discrimination. No, that's just us not being attentive and investing in our, in our children. And I, I feel like at this point, how could you not know? Like I, I do this all the time. I hold up my phone all the time. Like you have one of these, but instead of spending all your time on shade room and spiritual word and, and the latest tea, what's going on with blue face and Krishan rock today. And, all this type of stuff. Who's, you know, who who wants to twerk in this? Or who wearing gray sweatpants? But all this stupid stuff. Like, why don't you just educate yourself so you can educate your children? Like, right. even if that's not what you you're interested in, at least have the gumption to say, okay, at the very least, I will make sure that everything that my child is exposed to is educational. Like. Right. The shows they watch, the the music they listen to, the things that they watch on their phones, on the tablets, if they have them on the TV, you know, just at least have the gumption to think that my child is here and I want them to at least be in a better position than I was. So this is what I would do to at least get them on the path. I may not know how to do it, but in my mind, I just 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 think what's going to give my children the best position to be successful. And it's like, and knowing that the public school system is not going to do, they're not going to teach children the way that we think they should be taught. No, they're not even grading and testing them like that anymore. And it's just, so it's like, we're doing that. We're failing us there. Like that's, that's not the white man there. That's us. That's us, man. So Speaking speaking of, you know, the white man and white people and all this type of stuff, um, in a sense of racism gone wrong or playing the uh as white conservatives and conservatives would say, playing the race card, you know, they say that playing the race card gone wrong, there was a a black TikToker lady who um almost lost just about all of her following because she felt that, you know what? The people who follow me, y'all, y'all trash. And I need uh, support from white people if I really want to be successful because y'all ain't it. So wow. y'all check out this video from this lady and uh, then we go. We gonna talk about it. I'm going to say something controversial and I don't care because I've been thinking about it a lot. It is better to have a following over a black following. Before I go any further, this does not mean that I do not appreciate the people that support me and love me. Okay, that's not what this means. But it is very obvious that Black people do not really support Black creators. And we wonder why we don't get these huge creators the way that we get these huge creators. And then we complain about it. 
but we're not supporting each other. And the black creators that do have millions of followers, have a huge fan base, usually have a mixed following. For example, Jackie Aina. Believe it or not, Jackie Aina has a large community following. Monet, a large following. Fanita, a large following. Black women are f mean. All right, so first of all, let's go ahead and get the obvious out the way. I don't know why she kept whispering white, like it was like a taboo thing to say. Um, like it was like, a cuss word or something. Yeah, like like she felt like she was cussing or something, like a large follow, like, ho, just say white. It's okay. It's okay. You, say, you, you like, saying black? You saying black? Come on now. Yes. Now so I feel some type of way like, now. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, like... It really doesn't matter who she is, but you know, her name is Winnie Parker. Um, she's been doing, you know, trying to be a TikTok influencer. I think she had maybe about a hundred thousand followers or something on TikTok. Uh, doing different types of content. I really haven't bothered to look because I saw this. I was like, mm. I saw like three videos. This original video, a video where she tried to like apologize, which really wasn't an apology. It was like that passive aggressive type thing. Like, Oh, y'all feel that way. Um, and then another one, she was trying to like stand on business, which I'm, I'm tired of hearing that term. Cause everybody use it now. Like I hate when terms and phrases become like mainstream. Cause everybody then tries to use it, you know, standard on business, like shut up. Um, then she tried to, you know, double down on it and, and, and on her stance, but all that to be said, um, she had an overwhelmingly, um, black support and they all unfollowed her so she lost almost all of her followers um, what do you think about this is, is she even on to something or is she just talking out the side of her neck talking about you know black people don't support and if you really want to be successful you gotta have a white audience and well excuse me you have to have a audience and all that type of stuff just, what do you think about this man I think she's very misinformed and um, she clout chasing again, just even by saying that because she knew the black community yep. was going to be in an uproar about it. And she knew the white community was going to be like, oh, wow. And uh, so it's like you playing both sides again. Um, like we said in the last pod, the stuff that Lil Nas X and, and some of those people are doing just to even what we said last week on the, on the pod last week when the guy said that, Mike Jackson, you know, saying just, you know, Drake sings better than Michael Jackson. It's like you, you say certain things to get to get a rise out of people. You say certain things to make people say, hmm, okay. So right here, when you heard making that statement right there, nah, that ain't, that ain't, no, no, no. That's, that's, that, that's doo-doo. And since you feel the way you feel, then, all right, then it is what it is. Hey, we won't follow you at all. We won't even acknowledge you now we acknowledge you on here because we want to put people on notice to the type of trash people who are chasing followers who are chasing um video um likes and views and you my lady are one of them so we're gonna give it to you on this one and then after this one i don't i, I can't really see you being anything more relevant than just the people in your local community so i don't know if you need to cut that page off and start over but um you most definitely i agree with the people who are boycotting or unsubscribing from your page because at this point you're not grateful for the hundred thousand that you got or a hundred thousand that you had 
Um, some people are happy with a hundred. They have a hundred subscribers, but then they getting millions of views. You got a hundred. You got a hundred thousand um, subscribers. So I don't know how many views you're getting, but you know, do you want quality or you want quantity? So right now you you chasing for for um, quantity, but no substance in your your speech or whatever you're talking about because this right here was trash. And I don't, I'm guessing you don't have a good value of friends to tell you, hey, um, before you put that up, you should have talked to us, honey. Cause yeah, cause that that ain't cool. That ain't that ain't gonna work. You actually gonna lose, you know, um, what Chris Brown say? It'll get ugly before it get beautiful. So um, you about to go through your ugly stages. So get your makeup ready. I just want you, you to know, Peace Shaw. I love I love y'all. Yeah, she's here. She's trying to give me something, and she's trying to like force it upon me. Y'all see the hand in, in the camera, right? So mm. anything should happen to me. I am completely within my right mind. I am I am not depressed or sad or unhappy. Um and I, I love my family and everybody. So should this be the last time you hear my voice, peace y'all take a screenshot of me. This is me smiling. Gotcha. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know. The thing with, with this lady is she is absolutely delusional. Um, it makes sense that, you know, she does have uh, a white baby daddy. Um, it's just this, it's this belief that, you know, and it's, it's not, it's, it's not an uncommon belief where you, people feel like, well, for me to truly be successful, I need to have white people supporting me. Um, which is fine. You know, it's, it's in with the capitalist type system type you know, that we have in America, of course, the, the more people you have to, to appeal with your product and your brand, the better. We absolutely get that. But here's the problem that we have with people like her. They basically, what she's saying is I need to sell out. Mm. There are so many people here who have a very strong pro black message to where they talk about, uh, you know, white people, racist white people and white culture and white supremacy and all this type of stuff. And white people support them. Buy the, buy the merch, buy the shirts and everything. I have hundreds of thousands, millions of followers. I, I just, they will support you. The thing that people like them need to understand is maybe, maybe you're just not good or as good as you thought you were Come on now. Talk to the that. fact that people who are supporting you now you have a hundred thousand followers and they were overwhelmingly black they were supporting you you were getting support and maybe you felt like well i should be having more and instead of looking at yourself of saying how can i improve to get more you thought that well you're not supporting me enough and well you're not supporting me enough but hey i bet you if i you know, pander to these white people. And that's basically what she said. If I pander to these white people, they'll support me the way I think I should be supported. But the problem is the thing actually is the truth is hold the mirror up and your content. You are just not good. You're not that good. And it's okay. 
Because once you realize that, then you it'll it'll be easier for you to okay, let's make a pivot. All right, let's revamp some things. Let's let's understand what is working. Let's understand what isn't working and how can I capitalize and strengthen what isn't working and minimize what isn't. And then that 100,000 followers you have, then that will grow. You know, or how can I get better in tune with those who are supporting me so I can expand and get more people like those who are already supporting me? There's just no way that you're going to sit here with your right mind and act like, um, the the litmus test for what is good, what is trendy, what is hot, hip, lit, whatever the case may be, whatever the terminology you want to use, isn't from black people. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Music, style, culture, vernacular, um, anything from food to music to dance trends to clothes to fashion to, you know, and all, all these things. Don't see here and act like black people aren't the foundation for all that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, lady. Stop. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, there's just no way. And, but thankfully, and I am saying thankfully, thankfully, you committed brand suicide. Mm. You did. And I'm glad you did. So I won't be surprised if Winnie Parker or whatever comes out as a conservative political analyst because that will be the only way that she will get the type of following she thinks she wants because it's not so much of white people she's trying to get white bigoted people and there's a difference she wants that crowd because that crowd that they, they go hard for what they like right Oh, you speak in my language? Oh, yeah, we'll absolutely pour money into you to continue to speak that language. I see black creators all up and down. I follow them all in, in, intentionally, not because I like them, not because I feel like their content is good. I just like to see how they galvanize that white, bigoted audience. Mm. And they continue to regurgitate a very specific point of view perspective on America, culture, race, everything. And they do that at the expense of themselves. Like I don't follow white conservatives. I, I, I specifically follow like black conservatives and I just pay attention and they all say basically the same thing, but it's what they know. Those white bigoted people, those white races, those white delusional, the, uh, Christian nationalists, not like actual following the spirit and the things of God. They, they, they still believe Jesus is blonde haired, blue eyed man. And, and white people are the superior culture type of thing. Like those people, the, the, the MAGA people, the, you know, black people are where they are because they just don't work hard enough. They don't pull themselves up by the bootstraps and y'all just need fathers in the home. And y'all just don't work hard enough. You're lazy. That's why you are where you are. You know, that, that, that thing, you don't need reparations. Reparations is a handout uh, or no, I, 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 that's too much tax. So who's going to pay for, it? you know, that, that, that crap, that white and Christian imperialist, white nationalist, patriotic thing, that sect, mm -hmm. they know how to galvanize that group and they'll pour money into it. Hey, keep, keep saying what we want to hear. Keep, keep, strengthening our echo chamber you know there's no such thing as white privilege there's no such thing as systemic racism 
That's the crowd this woman here was going for. That's all, that's it. And she, she'll get it because the black following that she has, that she had, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for her. It's over. Them days over. So speaking of which, I'm going to play one more clip. Then we're going to get up out of here. Um, there is a particular, uh, another internet social media guy by the name of Charleston White. We've covered him before and he's actually known to just saying and behaving in the most outlandish ways, but he says he does these things to get attention so that he can um, give like the real messages out to people. Uh, so he sat down with Cam Newton on Cam Newton's show and was addressing uh, people's perception of him and his behavior and such online and it went to talk about the black community and this is what he had to say about the black community so let's check it out and see if we agree or not see this see this is the thing charleston like i i think everything that you're saying has some truth to it it's just the, the delivery you're oh. standing there's no denying that you're standing for and by your people well here's the thing uh when you're addressing evil you can't worry about the delivery when you're looking at the conditions of our community you can't worry about the evil when you got kids that kill kids and say we smoking on tuca see i wasn't worried about the delivery when these kids in chicago were talking about smoking on tuca mm -hmm. they weren't worried about the delivery i ain't got no manners for no slut I'm going to put my thumb in her butt. The delivery? I like girls kissing girls where I'm from. And that's on the radio. Girls on girls. That's, they, that's promoting lesbianism to my daughter as we driving to school. This song they playing with Drake. Y'all worried about the delivery? These niggas talking about killing each other. They really, that nigga thug said, nigga, I shot at your mama. You don't mention me no more. He really shot that nigga mama. And y'all worried about my delivery? These niggas are confessing to murders on songs. And y'all worried about my delivery? The conditions of black sucking them, talking about booty hole? Y'all worried about my delivery? Come on, don't be hypocrites, black people. Y'all can't listen to this music if y'all so caught up in my delivery. Don't do me like that. And the way y'all snap and pop y'all pussy to this music, the way y'all kill and drill to this music, don't trip about my delivery. Hey, yo, easy. Why you wear your pants like that? I wear my pants like that because that's easy access, baby. Easy. Why you talk like that? I talk like that to get my point across. Because when I wasn't talking like that, wearing a bow tie, y'all wasn't paying me no attention. And I was going to the Supreme Court changing laws and legislations in this country. I was working with over 50 U.S. congressional members from Ted Cruz to Mark Rubio, Senator John Cornyn. I was on the front page of the American Bar Association Journal. I had done a study with News 21, Walter Conkright School of Journalism. Y'all wasn't paying attention then. So, nigga, I gave y'all what y'all want. A ignorant motherfucking nigga that talk like them rappers. Now y'all listening. Now y'all paying attention, huh? I got y'all attention. Checkmate. He sure is he talking facts or not? What you think? He said, look, when I was trying to do it the right way, I was working with senators trying to work on getting laws changed and stuff. Y'all wasn't paying attention to me. Y'all were listening mm. to me. I, I saw that acting like these rappers out here. Now I got y'all attention. What you think? I'm gonna man? hit him. 
And of course, you know, scripture for everything. But let me, um, Ephesians 4.29 says, um, do not let any wholesome, unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that they may benefit. And um, one of your first um, sermons was talking about seasoned salt, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, but this, this is um, Colossians 4.6. It says, um, let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Uh, I kind of I kind I kind of agree. Um, but I do know um I disagree with the fact when he said, I I don't care about who I'm saying it to, or how I'm saying it. You have to always because everybody don't receive everything the same way. Um mm -hmm. everybody don't view things the same way, and it's it's to their perception of it. So how your delivery will decide whether or not that punchline hit right. So that right. delivery, and it and it all and all depends on the demographic. Um, when you are educated, us 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 being from Shelby, us being from the city of Pleasant Living, us also going to college allowed us to know how to talk to the streets and to those board members. It, it allowed us to go interact with people who never had an education as well as those who who speak those big dictionary words because we know how to put our words together because if we were to talk like we talk they're not going to understand us fully they're not going to give us that grant they're not going to give us that loan they're not going to um give us a second mortgage or allow us to get a discount on that car that we might want or that raise that we might desire. So they're not going to allow us to do that based on the people that we're talking to. So to say, I don't care about what these people say or how they deliver it. A slut don't need my respect. A hoe don't need my respect. Okay. I respect my enemy. I respect my enemy to a certain extent to that point of when they're disrespectful. Um, because I feel like it's important to, to keep that same type of character and moral about yourself. Um, regardless of what they do to you, regardless of what they say to you, regardless of how you feel mistreated. Um, I feel like respect is always something that you want to put in the forefront first. So I agree with him. But he also said, I did it y'all way. Y'all wouldn't hear me. Now I'm doing it my way. Checkmate. Ooh, I like that. I kind of like that. Um, yep. I, 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 if this probably would be one of the best statements, um, I think every time um, Deion Sanders get hit with certain lines, he always makes sure he hit them the right way. And he always makes sure he keeps love and God first. No matter what, they try to get him. They can't get him. Situation like this, even when uh, Cam say, hey, I think something's wrong with your delivery. He's like, really? All right, well, I tried it this way. I, I ain't getting no buzz from it. I'm not doing this for clout and fame. But now let, me take, mm -hmm. now let me take this suit off and talk to you so you can understand what I'm saying. You hear me now because right. I'm on the show. You hear me now. Cause now I'm I'm the I'm the topic. I'm what you're talking about. So forget that grace and mercy. Now now I'm gonna give you the wrath of God. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna give you the business. And um, I kind of like I kind of like everything he's saying because that's actually why I feel like um, you know um, JB Real became Dante Credo. Um, yeah. The 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 verbiage. Y'all y'all didn't hear it when I was trying to give it to you with grace and love. So let me give you a little bit of love and let me give you a little bit of this business too because I got a lot to say and y'all weren't paying attention to me then, but you listening now. So let me talk right. my credo. And that is it. And that is that. Because, you know, of course, you know, I, I, I agree. Now, I, I'm not, 
I've I've gotten uh used to the practice of um being able to filter through people. Um because you know we, we all are convoluted. We all have multi, you know, we're we're all layered and multifaceted. So being able to look at a person and be able to take an opinion or a stance that they have and agree with that, but also let take another perspective or opinion they have and absolutely disagree with that. Um, I, I try to do that, you know, with everyone and Charleston white is absolutely one of those people that some things I absolutely can agree with. Um, and I understand his method uh, of doing the things that he's doing in the manner that he's doing it because, you know, just basically, like you said, you summed it up perfectly. Um, so just in, in a lot of people do not have that ability to do that. They say, if I don't like you, then I don't like anything about you. You know, you can, I, I may not like you and you may sit here and say two plus two was four. And I still may not believe you and call you a liar just because I don't like you, you know, or because you said or did something that I did not like, so I do not like or support you, then anything else that you do, regardless if it's good, bad, indifferentable, I don't like you or support you, and whatever message or whatever the case may be that comes from you will fall on my deaf ears because I just don't like you. Um, and I I noticed that uh, about me as far as when I was first getting into you know, the political space and understanding the social issues and this, that, and the third, I understood how divided things were to where you are either fully this or you are fully that. And if you waver on either side, then you're being kicked out. You're being ostracized. You're being shunned and mocked and da, 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 da. It's like, but for black people, specifically black people, uh, politically, for example, we aren't conservative. We aren't liberal. You know, we, we're like right there in the middle. We have some very conservative values. We have some very liberal values because of our experience here in America. And, and I, I know, and I will speak for black people. No, we don't belong on either side. We don't belong uh, in the Republican party or on the Democrat party because both sides hate us. Um, so it's understanding that duality and that, and being layered to where we we are both, but then we're neither at the same time. Um, and that's how I began to, to look at people individually and also looking at things as a community and things as a whole. But absolutely, I, I, I agree with him in this instance. And, you know, he's been on, on the press run lately. We're having you know, some really good interviews and stuff about a lot of different things. So, you know, shout out to Charleston White for this one. Um and that's basically it, man. Listen, you know, we are on the way to 150. This episode 144. Uh, we're going to uh, hit up 145. We're going to have a whole gang for 145, possibly 146 too. Hey, yeah, that's what we'll do too. We'll go ahead and get a couple on out the way. Um, shout out to KT who stopped by. She was having some some uh, internet issues, so we're going to uh, you know, get that situated and all this type of stuff. We got some some new things. You know, try to you know get some things upgraded. Y'all know how it is. You know what we do. And uh, but that's just it, man. Peace Shaw's up in the building. It's your boy Dante Credo. Y'all be sure to do what y'all do, man. Like, share, comment, subscribe, share. Again, we on the road to 150, uh, the finale of season two, and we're gonna go right um into season three with you know just some some new energy, a new zeal, you know what I'm saying, and 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 all that good stuff. So I'm I'm excited. 
but I still want to finish strong for season two. Um, so it's your boy Dante here to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. Peace, y'all was here. Till next time, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. Peace out, y'all. For real talk and dope conversations. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. All happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Talk My Credo.